Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Supple Boys. This week, Ethan and I will be highlighting some black artists that we admire and some of their works that we greatly enjoy in what is essentially going to be an extended version of our Supple Suggestions segment. But before we actually get the episode started, I wanted to just read a couple of passages from two of my favorite books. The first is from Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, which, keep in mind, was written in 340 BC. Members of the same species, and human beings most of all, have a natural friendship for each other. That is why we praise friends of humanity. And in our travels we can see how every human being is akin and beloved to a human being. The second is from a book called Hope on a Tightrope, which we will actually be talking about a little bit more later in the episode. Uh, it is written by Cornell West, and it was published in 2008. In the face of the Patriot Act I, the Patriot Act II, escalating authoritarianism, the violation of rights and liberties, we must keep smiling, keep fighting, keep thinking, keep loving, keep serving, and keep sacrificing. It's not about the overnight win. It's not about the quick fix. It's not about the push-button solution. It's about what kind of human being you choose to be and what kind of legacy you want to live. And without further ado, the rest of the episode. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Supple Boys. My name is Griffin Sheridan. With me, as always, is my fellow uh, creator and best friend, Ethan Smith. Hey How's buddy. Going, buddy. Going good. How you doing? Uh, well, it's an intense week, Ethan. Yeah, um, it is. It intense really feels is. like probably one of the one of the better words to describe it. So obviously. The past several episodes have included a number of times where we've alluded to the fact that stuff is bad, we didn't want to talk about it. Of course, that's in reference to the pandemic we were just in. And the thing about the pandemic is that it just sucks, and everything about it sucked, and talking about it at all None of it's worth boosting, or... Nothing. Just, I don't want to think about it. As much as you can not talk about it is the best idea, yeah. No, exactly. However, of course, everything that's been going on in the past week uh, revolving around the Black Lives Matter movement and Mm. this social and civil reform that we're trying to do is, I think, even though it is, as I said, intense in a lot of ways, it's entirely worth talking about. And I think we should be talking about it. And that's why this week on the show, we're going to be getting into some of that sort of stuff. And the way that we're going to be doing it is we're going to be highlighting some of our favorite black artists. Yeah, because let me, let me just say right off the bat, we may be supple yeah. boys, but we're also pasty fucking white boys. <laughs> so we're the whitest boys there in the whole land. Um, we, love Star Wars. we love we Star love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's not like this episode is going to be any hot takes from us as far mm-hmm. as what's going on. Uh, in fact, I think that we just 
we just have the what should be the coldest most least uh controversial take of all which is of course the black lives matter um and yes uh and so yeah not a lot of discussion in detail as far as like what's actually going on but we definitely want to use like i mean this week it feels important to signal boost uh uh you know black people and, and black creators that we admire and and uh and love their work and yeah absolutely and i'm actually i'm really excited for this i think it's a good opportunity yeah, absolutely. Um, as some of you may know, if you're coming over from our other show, Stegman and his amazing friends, uh, that show took the week off, of course, because we wanted to make sure that um, the feeds, the social medias and stuff, that was all open to all the n- super important <laughs> things and people that needed to be heard this week. So we didn't want to um, put a show out uh, if it would be distracting from any of that. Right. Uh, because, of course, on that show, we're talking about... Um, the bad kids creation sessions and uh, that's super fun and we'll talk more about that towards the end of the show but uh up front here actually we have our segment supple suggestions that's going to be the bulk of the show this week ethan and i like he just said are going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff movies comics books comics comma books comic (laughs) books uh music and a whole bunch of stuff from like you said uh black artists that we love and admire and think that other folks would love and admire as well and that's why we're sharing it with you um after the musical interlude of course um we will mention a couple of things we'll talk about some of our other more usual antics so um if you're a usual listener awesome stay tuned for some updates on some of our other stuff but for right now i think we would love to chat about some stuff that we really love we're doing this episode like i just said uh, stegman took the week off uh, but we're doing an episode because uh we have a platform and we had nothing really planned for this week not true. You wanted to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. I said maybe that should wait. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it is coming. It's a little tease. Um, but we have a platform. Folks are listening to us, which uh, we're super grateful for and uh, and love the fact that we got some listeners. And so if we got folks that are listening, I think then it to quote Uncle Ben from the Amazing Spider-Man franchise if you can do good things for other people, you have a moral obligation <laughs> to do those things. Not choice. That's what's at stake here. Not choice, responsibility. responsibility. And so that might sound like a bit. That was not a bit. I think that quote fits very well right here, actually. So if we can get some stuff out there and help in any way we can, I would love to do that. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So, Ethan, do you want to yeah, kick I, us off? Yeah, well, I, I did also want to say up front, too, anybody that's out there, protesting and everything i know like uh we had some people on our twitter talking about uh let me see who it was real fast we had we had uh liam huberty he said uh, if any of the supple folks are protesting good luck and i hope you're safe uh i wanted to signal boost that because yeah um obviously Mm -hmm. obviously times are dark as shit right now and there's really really terrible stuff happening and there's a lot of really terrible people uh out there Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are cops and if if there are people out on the street that are dealing with this uh or people that are just seeing it influence their lives and their areas and everything yeah i just want everybody to know that we're with you uh and uh we we hope that you're safe and that you're taken care and that uh we're on i admire i admire all of you and i'm really proud of you um but yeah so let's uh hell yes Let's talk about shit that we like, man. Let's talk about fucking awesome people. I've got so many fucking awesome people on this list. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> no, I know. Like we were saying before we started recording was um, 
we put the our lists together and realized, oh my god, this is so much good shit. Yeah. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be such a great episode. Guys, we have so much awesome stuff for you guys to discover if you haven't already discovered it. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of these things I think I think a couple of mine might be a little obscure, but I also have a lot of really classic stuff that I just really want to talk about. Um, Ethan, do you want to kick us off? I would love to. Yeah, my list uh, is largely a list of comics creators and stuff. Uh, Griffin's is going to revolve a lot around film and music because, of course, he studied film and is also a professional saxophonist. Um, As I understand it, you like comic books? I love comic books. And you read them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are they okay. are a big hobby, big uh, passion of mine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I want to jump into my list. I I have the, these these names on these lists. The, holy shit! I was texting Fred, former uh, uh, Rewind uh, guest co-host, uh, mm-hmm. and, and about some of these names because these are just some of like our favorite uh, artists and writers. And he was he was really excited for us to get to shout these on the show. Uh, right at the top of my list. Oh my god. Okay, so let's talk about Jamal Campbell. Uh, so mm-hmm. Griffin, have you read Naomi? I have not. Please tell okay. me about it. Well, uh, so we've mentioned uh, Brian Michael Bendis on the show before. Um, we, we're big mm-hmm. fans of his. He uh, he spearheaded a project that came out. Uh, I think like probably like well over a year. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have the time frame on me. But it was uh, it was right like near the start of his new uh, run at DC. Uh, and uh, he 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 spearheaded a project called Naomi. Uh, which he co-wrote with David F. Walker, and it is uh, and it is illustrated by Jamal Campbell. Uh, and Jamal Campbell, fuck man, because he's gone from mm-hmm. Naomi to now illustrating Far Sector at DC, mm-hmm. which is just a crazy out there uh, Green Lantern book uh, where he's just oh, doing nice. insane, insane, insane oh, space stuff. Oh, you know what? I just I just saw you know maybe a cover or something for this. Uh, the other night and i remember thinking that looks dope as shit i know i know it's it Mm -hmm. yeah and his art in naomi because like i was excited for naomi because i already liked the names that are attached to it brian michael bendis of course and then david f walker who i'm going to talk about more in a second uh but when i cracked it open because i was i didn't know about the artist i liked the cover and everything but i cracked it open and i was like oh my god this is one of the most beautiful comics i've ever seen um oh, and man. uh yeah just like pull up those naomi interiors because like the, it, it is it is absolutely gorgeous uh the dude is a monster talent um and and it's funny because naomi is largely like a pretty grounded book like it's mostly uh it, it's a lot of it's a lot of talking and a lot of earth scenes and everything um about this girl naomi uh who is an african-american uh protagonist uh discovering that she has these abilities and this heritage and everything, but but and so then you went from there. You kind of dip into alien worlds and stuff a little bit, and he gets to kind of he gets to kind of stretch with that. But then Far Sector is just him cutting loose. It's like fucking go off, King, um, <laughs> yeah. and and, uh, and and just like and it's crazy because he can make a conversation look absolutely gorgeous, and then he does these fucking vistas and shit that is like that'll just blow your goddamn mind. Um, and and really quick, just because it's connected, David F. Walker is also it, it is connected to his name on my list because he co-wrote Naomi with Brian Michael Bendis, um, and has now jumped on to the writing team of Young Justice with Brian Michael Bendis. Oh man! Uh, since Naomi, because well, if you if you don't know, Naomi has joined the Young Justice team, um, nice. and so. 
Uh, and so he's kind of come over from that. And so he's co-writing that series with um, Mr. Bendis. Um, and David Walker is an incredible writer in his own right. And uh, not even just from co-writing those things, but like he wrote a, a, a great cyborg series. His, his creator owned stuff, Bitterroot, uh, is uh, fucking crazy and fun and, uh, and high concept. Uh, and, uh, and it's like, it's this, it's this like interconnection of these first few names on my list of just these incredible African-American creators. We've got Sanford Green, who uh, drew Bitterroot, uh, that written by David F. Walker. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they also worked together on Power Man and Iron Fist and they're just an incredible fucking duo. Um, I don't know if you've ever touched Bitterroot or if you've ever looked into Power Man and Iron Fist, but those are just spectacular looking books with spectacular characterization, often funny and wild and whatever. Um, and so like you've got the, uh, you've got this incredible, this incredible, uh, team that's kind of branching out throughout Marvel and DC. Um, and David F. Walker, I'm just now following everything that he's writing. Cause he, he's, he's just onto these, uh, these, these fantastic fun projects at all times. And Jamal Campbell, it's like anything that he does the art on, I will buy 100,000%. Hell yeah. Um, so these are just these first few names on my list are very connected. Uh, they're collaborators, and they uh, they are fucking killing it. I cannot even express how much I love these guys. So definitely make sure you check out the work of Jamal Campbell and David F. Walker, uh, where they intersect on Naomi and and uh, and there's Young Justice, of course, and then Sanford Green, who uh, was the artist of David F. Walker's Bitter Root. Um, yeah, go go buy those books, guys. Like you will not you will not regret that. Very cool, Ethan. I uh, wrote it down. I will add it to my list. I've got a long list of comics to read. That is uh, is going to be one of them at the forefront because that art, I was scrolling through it while you were talking. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. That sounds awesome. Um, my first one, I don't know if you guys have heard of the film director, Spike Lee. Um <laughs> He's a little underground oh. for some people. Who's that? <laughs> um, no, of course, I know suggesting a Spike Lee film is kind of like suggesting to breathe. Um, <laughs> but I, I did have him on my list as well, though, because I want to talk about his work. Yeah. I want to recommend his 1989 movie, Do the Right Thing, which, of course, right, is right, right, is right. probably as, um, what's, uh, what's the word, relevant. Um as as it was back then which is i think an unfortunate thing to say uh, of course but it also is a masterful work especially considering how young that dude was when he made that goodness gracious um of course he also stars in the film uh, and does a fantastic job uh, for those of you who don't know that film takes place on uh, just one day on the hottest the hottest day of the year in the hottest summer you've ever experienced and let me tell you this man makes you you could be in an ice box and this movie would make you go <laughs> i gotta take this shirt off or something it is hot in i am in an ice box <laughs> alaska he's talking about gross um, <laughs> <laughs> um it has a lot to say about the roles that both um uh, speech and uh, pacifism and listening and love as well as violence have to do in 
creating change. And uh, there's a big dichotomy, of course, uh, in the film that revolves around Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Those two ideologies that those men held are at the forefront of this film. And I think that, of course, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think I have to say any more to get the point across that this movie is talking about now. It's yeah. talking about the 60s. It's talking about, unfortunately, a lot of times in between them. Um, but I think the point that he makes is very poignant and I think difficult for a lot to deal with, I think. But I think it is kind of genius. And the climax of this movie is kind of... Uh, there's, there's a moment... Um, I don't want to spoil it because... It, it's crazy. It's it's craziness. And it's really, really thought-provoking and interesting. And I think that is not only the sign of a good film, but also, of course, a great filmmaker is just the sheer fact that so many times throughout the film can it make you go, hmm. Uh, the acting is incredible. The pacing is incredible. Um, Spike Lee's direction is incredible. And... Uh, like I said, the climax of this movie, I think, is is one that will resonate with a lot of folks right now, um, and and I think has a lot to say about everything going on with this movement and everything that's been going on over the course of the past few weeks, especially because, man, it has been getting hot out, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would highly, highly recommend. I don't think it is streaming anywhere, which is fine. It's a masterpiece, and you should own it. Yeah. Check it out on on uh, whatever. Try and get. You a get... fan of uh, Black Klansman? I love Black Klansman. Oh my uh, god, that's a good movie. <laughs> John David Washington um, so is good. incredible, and of course yeah. Adam Driver always kills it. Um, but I also think a lot of um, a lot of Lee's direction in that film as well is like has stuck with me for yeah. ever ever since I saw that. Totally. There's something about that scene. Uh, I it's. It's not really a spoiler. The movie's not about spoilers. It's not like a you know a narrative yeah. sort of driven thing. Um, yeah. But there's that scene where um, I can't remember the exact person that's giving that speech um, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the bar or wherever that scene is set. I can't remember. But it's that powerful, powerful speech over these like superimposition shots of these faces in this completely dark room, right? It's just yeah. their faces sort of lit up by yeah. those lights at the front of the stage and the way that their faces are sort of filled with so many different emotions and the way they yeah. sort of fade in and out of the screen, yeah. sort of creating a whole uh, a sense of unity. Mm-hmm. That scene, I can't I couldn't stop thinking about that scene after I saw that movie and it still has stuck with me. And then of course Absolutely. The way that movie ends, where uh, we start getting some current day footage, was unexpected, and I think the sort of, again, upsettingly perfect way to leave the audience. And and Do the Right Thing does a very, very similar thing, Um, and and I'll let you guys go and watch that and see what it all is. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll toss that in there too. Black Klansman and Do the Right Thing. Black Klansman is such a like well humored movie, 
Um, it keeps things moving and flowing and, and you, you love the characters and you're laughing and whatever. And then like, mm-hmm. and then it ends and it's absolutely devastating. It's absolutely, absolutely. heartbreaking because it's like, and it's like, yeah, we've had fun here, but like, this is real. Uh, and I feel and, like, I mean, that's kind of a, I feel like that's like a Spike Lee sort of signature as well. Um, yeah, he likes, right. he likes to have fun, but man, is he going to, is he going to make his point? And yeah, so absolutely. of course do the right thing, asking the question, what even is the right thing? Right. Uh, and that's a very complex question, obviously, with a very complex answer. And that movie is so good. Please watch it. Yeah, Spike Lee's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Update, hot take from the Supple Boys. Spike Lee is good? I'd say so, yeah. Ethan, what's next? Oh, boy. Yeah, this one. Oh, I was really excited to get to this one, too. So we got, uh, I really hope I'm saying the name right. He is a French man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I looked up pronunciations. I'm really hoping I'm saying this right. If I'm not, I apologize. Uh, Olivier Coipel. Uh, uh, yes. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So this was actually mm-hmm. brought up to us as well. He was he was 1,000% going to be brought up on this episode already, and then Liam Huberty chimed in on Twitter and was like, yeah, uh, please bring up Olivier Coipel. He's one of my favorite artists. His work is absolutely stunning, and he's a huge inspiration uh, and he included some of his work, and I, and I just looked at it for a while. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Olivier Coipel, uh, you know, we love Spider-Man here on the Supple Boys podcast, and he we has do. had a lot of Spider-Man work. Uh, he, was, uh, he was around quite a bit during the Spider-Verse, mm. um, and mm. uh, some of those covers I've had as wallpapers, uh, they are the best shit in the world. Uh, he's done some covers for the J.J. Uh, and Henry Abrams Spider-Man uh, mm-hmm. miniseries. Uh, that shit looks gorgeous. Um, lots of Marvel work he's done. He, he uh, worked on um, the, uh, I believe it was the J. Michael Straczynski Thor run, and he's now doing uh, some of the covers for Mr. Donny Cates' Thor run. Oh my gosh! Um, and uh, they are so sexy and 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 great. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I love his Spider Man and everything. Like, it's so good. His but he eyes, really makes he me sh- nails the eyes, dude. Oh, he nails every the eyes, time. Dude. He really does. But what he really, when he, where he really makes me just like shit myself is when he does like godlike characters like Thor and Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, look up his Superman. Like, it's crazy how good it is. Um, but uh, so that stuff is great. He's worked on Legion of Superheroes. Bunch of big two stuff, and I specifically wanted to shout out um, the series that came out recently. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's oh my so god, good. I'm looking at a still, uh, a still. <laughs> I'm still talking about movies because I studied film. If you haven't heard, yeah, um, <laughs> looking at a screen cap from Action Comics 1000, and oh my god, yeah, right? especially because he's got <laughs> Superman in his retro look. Oh. Yes. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I specifically wanted to shout out, I believe it was, it came out through Image. Uh, it was uh, a recent miniseries called The Magic Order, uh, which was written by Mark Millar. And it came out through Mark Millar's, like, I, again, I could be fucking this up, but I believe he has this, like, new deal uh, with Image where he's cranking out new IP. Um, and it's like a joint deal with Netflix to where essentially they're getting first call of his new IP that he's working on so magic mm-hmm. order has only put out like six issues but i think it's already been snatched up for a netflix tv series um and uh i really like that book writing wise and everything but what made that book such an incredible experience is the artwork um 
magic order is kind of that thing of like of like it's harry potter but it's adults and it's like quite gruesome and uh and sexy as well um Ooh. and uh olivier Coipel, holy shit like he he just draws the magic order like it's already this established world that's like got like incredible iconography like you just feel like you've stepped into a franchise when you read that miniseries um mm-hmm. so i think it's it's perfect to just already jump on and adapt because he just fucking rocked it right out of the gate mm-hmm. um so he's doing big work all over the place and that's another name that i'll just follow absolutely anywhere i think he is spectacular and uh big thanks to liam huberty for bringing him up on the twitter as well because yeah let's just fucking talk about totally. how good that dude is <laughs> oh my god oh my god i gotta stop looking at his stuff for a rocket yeah to finish the episode <laughs> Yeah, Damn. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I will continue my streak of suggesting things that people may already know for the sheer yeah. fact of talking about things that I like. We're just, that's what we're, I mean, this is like supple suggestions, but it's also just us talking about shit that we like. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Um, a Tribe yeah. Called Quest, famous hip hop yeah. group from the uh, late 80s, 90s. Guess what? They actually had an album of first off. Check the rhyme. Can I kick it? Jams. Um, but <laughs> in 2016, actually, they released another album, um, mm-hmm. and it is called "We Got It From Here." And I don't think oh man, oh man, is it still? Are they still killing it? Can they okay. kick it in 2016 slash 2020? Answer: Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> uh it is fantastic the opening track on that the space program very poignant and again feels so relevant and uh important right especially now and this is four years ago but i i really i don't know if i have too much more to say you know a tribe called quest and if you don't (laughs) check out their whole discography um the love movement which came out in 1998 was their last uh their last one sorry uh the whole name of the album is i only wrote down the first half of it in my notes here it's we got it from here dot 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 thank you for your service um fantastic fantastic album uh opening track the space program has been in my playlist uh in my rotation uh for about the past month it's fantastic because it also uh does a a really great job of sampling got a whole bunch of awesome sound bites in there including some stuff from charlie and the chocolate factory sorry willy wonka and the charlie uh, willy wonka and the chocolate factory charlie and the chocolate factory is a spooky tim burton film um willy wonka in the factory is a goddamn classic um i like them yes i like both of those i like charlie and the chocolate actually factory. can i say something just really quick i watched charlie and the chocolate factory last weekend i liked it <laughs> i watched it a couple of months ago with my fiance and we both like have the nostalgic agreement like of like that's our like that's a childhood classic to us and i watched it and i was like this 100 percent holds up like i think that charlie and the chocolate factory yeah i, I like the original more but I think that the of new course. one is like a fucking great take because it's so close to being that horror movie that we want. Exactly. From Charlie no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very, very strange. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think that whole subplot, I don't know if it's in the book. I haven't read it, but that whole subplot with Willy Wonka's dad, who's also come Duco, AKA Christopher Lee. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know if that's in the book. That part was 
I don't know no, if I can get I don't on believe board that with that part. at all. Yeah. I couldn't get it on board weird. with that. Well, to me, much, it just but... adds to the weirdness. It feels so fucking strange. Um, I just remember there's that bit where they show him eat his first chocolate with his headset on, and uh, like it does like that weird yeah. like <laughs> effect. Uh, yeah. It's gross. So many bits God, in that movie, I, you I, go, ugh. Listen, say what you will about Johnny Depp. I love his performance in that movie because like Hell he's yeah. almost unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so more classic stuff. And all right, I'm just going to toss this one in here while we're yeah. uh, talking about uh, hip hop groups. My first one was kind of three people. The... So um, have you heard of NWA? I <laughs> I feel like going into this episode, that's what people would expect. Like it's like the two of us, like boosting black artists. They're like these guys are gonna be like, have you guys heard this NWA shit? Like what the? <laughs> they have a very controversial song. Um, I don't know. If <laughs> no, but of course, straight out of Compton is a masterpiece and deserves to be in the if it isn't already the national library of congress we've never also, really talked about it like we've never you and i've never really touched on it together i don't think but i'm a like huge hip-hop and rap guy i don't yeah. i don't know about you yeah um not a lot of modern stuff oh, yeah. i don't know why it just hasn't just hasn't like i like a lot of it it just isn't stuff that i listen to regularly but stuff from the 80s and 90s 100 percent Yes. That's cool. I've got some modern stuff I can touch on later then. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe one of the tracks from that album should be the new national anthem. No, oh, yeah. Which one? <laughs> oh, what? You guys. <laughs> Ethan, what do you got? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so the I'm, I'm also going to kind of link two things here because these are two people that I don't have a lot to say about for separate reasons. One... Uh, is that the first one, again, hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, is, of course, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, and mm-hmm. I, the reason I don't have a lot to say about this man is because, like, you probably know about <laughs> Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else to say? Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a... He, like, it's kind of... It's, it's been really cool because uh, I, I love his work and I love his name. I love saying his name. And uh, I love when you walk into, like, a Barnes & Noble or whatever. You guys still go to those? Um and, I fucking uh, love Barnes and Noble. Me too. Right? It's like it's my happy place. It really is. But I love um, the smell. Oh my god! Yeah. But um, there's a real quick. Also, when I was in Fairbanks, Alaska, there's a that is a fucking shit town. But there is a a, a Barnes and Noble there, and I was there in the dead of winter, and I went in there, and there was a Barnes and Noble, and it had a big fireplace in the center with like mm-hmm. chairs wrapped around it. And like the feeling, I'll never forget the feeling of being in the dead of winter and walking into a Barnes and Noble and sitting down by a fireplace and re- that's the mm. best shit ever. Mm. Anyway, um, but yeah, Tony Hesey Coates, like you walk into a Barnes and Noble and his his one of his books is always just on that front like bestseller fucking you should read this shelves. He's an incredible author of both comic books and books without pictures, if you can believe it. Um, and uh, he he does a lot of writing, of course, about about race uh and and, uh is is no stranger to the subjects that we've we've been touching on of course and uh he's incredible and you should read his his book books and you should also definitely read his comic books um he's he's a long-running uh writer on black panther uh and just what the fuck the stuff the guy does with that book is crazy because he starts off doing like 
he starts off kind of doing a very political Black mm-hmm. Panther in the sense that like you're seeing very much of like how Wakanda works and mm-hmm. how it interacts with the rest of the world. Um, and then it kind of goes from that to being kind of like more of like a, an action book uh, and then transforms again. And it was a crazy transformation recently to where it's like, oh, this is a space book now because the book Man. shifts into the like intergalactic uh, uh, fucking kingdom of Wakanda or whatever. I apologize if I'm fucking that up. But it's like it's the fact that like they find out that mm-hmm. Wakanda has spread out over the stars um, and whatever. And it's it's really cool and really wild. And he works with some really wonderful uh, artists on there. There's too many good comic books. There's Fuck. so many good comic books, dude. It's crazy. That's what's so cool about comics is there's always more <laughs> and it's always good mm-hmm. shit. Um <laughs> And Tony Hesey Coates fairly recently uh, started a run on Captain America. Uh, and that shit is fascinating to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the first issue of it. We kind of, we've kind of we kind of been slowly working on like a mural of comics on one of our walls. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've had to take it down recently just because I'm moving shit around. But one of, the, one of the comics I have on display on that mural is the Alex Ross cover uh, to Tony Hesey Coates' Captain America number one. Um, that book is is again very of course political and and uh and has a lot to say uh and i i think it's incredible uh i said i didn't have a lot to say about tony easy coats but it's hard not to talk about how good he is so i'm just gonna stop I, talking about that he's incredible uh what were you saying i remember um i remember seeing his his black panther um on the yeah. shelves and people were raving about it yeah. and i just didn't have the time or money to read it but holy shit does that sound so fucking cool dude it's cool man <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> it's really cool i um, uh i will probably read the shit out of that sometime very soon because yeah, wakanda good. in space sounds so fucking dope <laughs> yeah yeah it is and i believe it's daniel Acun- acuna uh, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing those that covers correctly. like i said i I definitely remember them. Um, yes, it's got a very striking art style. Yeah, it's, does it's he do very... the covers or is he uh, interiors only? That's a good question. I'm not sure, but he but like he has this cool aesthetic for this Wakanda spaceship where it's like it's almost a little Tron-y like because like things kind of are mm-hmm. lit up and uh, like lit up against dark backgrounds and stuff like I very that, very though. cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucking dope. Everybody get on board. Um, and then real quick, I'll that pivot cover over. is, I don't know if that's from, I'm pretty sure it's from that run of, um, of T'Challa standing there with all the flags in the background. Is yes. that from that run? Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah, that yeah, one yeah, is yeah, ingrained yeah. in my head. Something about it. I love it's it. good shit. It's very good shit. Um, and then I'll pivot over real quick because I really want to talk about, there's obviously not enough black creators in comics. Um, and there's a whole history to that, which we, I think we could get into, but it's, I don't think that we're necessarily qualified to, I certainly don't know enough about it. Um, mm-hmm. but man, if there aren't enough, uh, black female creators in comics, uh, and, uh, and I really, really wanted to make sure, uh, that we touch on that. And one that I really, really admire because she's, she's uh, like, there's not a lot to talk about with her because she's done so little work so far. She's, she's had so little time to, but she just burst out onto the scene and it kind of blew my mind because Brian Bendis was doing uh, a, a huge run on uh, Iron Man in which he introduced Ironheart uh, who Ooh, has, yeah. who, who has taken off into, into the media and she's yeah. getting adapted into shit already. Riri um, Williams. Riri Williams, who of course is another fantastic uh, African-American female character uh and uh and then eve ewing 
just fucking pops mm. onto the scene, having mm-hmm. never written a comic before, and she's writing Ironheart all of a sudden, and it's fucking cool. Um, and not only, and then from there, she's expanding like crazy to where now she she did she recently did the uh, I think it was just a one shot uh, called Outlawed, which was kind of an intro to her taking over on Champions. Um, and so she's 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 now got her hands on the Champions featuring Miles Morales and Riri Williams and uh, and uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, 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 Miss Marvel and stuff, and so like mm-hmm. she's kind of take, she's just like gotten her hands on that whole part of the Marvel universe, and I think that's so cool for somebody that like Very just cool. entered the comics realm. Um, and totally. uh, I I really really admire her, and I think that she's doing such cool work, and it's definitely going to be worth keeping an eye on everything that she's doing. Uh, because I love you. those characters, I love I love I love her, um, and I think that that's so fucking cool. I can't believe we haven't talked about Miles Morales already, <laughs> but. Uh, well, real uh, you, quick, we can talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, the yeah. movie everybody has already seen, but yes. should watch again, because it fucking slaps. I don't know um, how many times I've watched it. <laughs> I, so I'll, I'll talk real quick. Um, Miles Morales, uh, what that one's called, because, you know, they changed, they slightly tweaked the name so many times, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 4 or 5. Um, that's like the, the, the original miles run that first stint that bendis did with him um that book i think is really really responsible for getting me into like my sort of second uh second like wave of being into comics because i was into them when i was really really young um and then there was a couple of years there where i didn't read anything and then in middle school uh i went and i was at barnes and noble uh mm-hmm. and you know my mom likes to look at magazines and that's boring as shit but they have comic books there sometimes yeah. uh and that issue of miles was there and i remember uh i had only heard about miles up until that point um but i read that issue uh and so that was my my first experience with miles and oh my fuck yeah i was so on board immediately yes so good. Read some Miles Morales stuff. Watch Spider Verse. Is, is such a anomaly because like it, it was so cool to have like you know he popped up in like the news before he popped up in comics where it was like there's a new Spider Man and he's mm-hmm. African American and Latino, um and uh and like it's like that whole thing with comics now where stuff kind of comes out in the news before it comes out in the comics is so strange and it causes mm-hmm. people to react weirdly like people are just like what is this like is this like a stunt or whatever, but. As soon as Miles hit the scene, it's a fucking phenomenon, and he's mm-hmm. in everything. Like, there's not a piece mm-hmm. of Spider-Man media that Miles has not touched now. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's in the fucking game, he's in the shows, he's in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. and everybody wants him in everything, and it's fucking amazing. And then Spider-Verse I'm comes sure. out, and it's the greatest fucking movie. It wins a goddamn Oscar, uh, mm. and it's and it's just it's just crazy. It's like I I don't think there's anything quite like Miles Morales as far as like a legacy character that just fucking blows out of the fucking water i don't it's it's wild and uh, Gemma, and friend of the show Gemma nicole yep. mentioned on twitter that she wanted to specifically shout out shamik moore for voicing miles in into the spider verse uh so good and he does do an incredible job on in that and she says he no one brings because he better. i don't know how old he is but i imagine he's he's a man he's like 20s, at least <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a man 100 yeah. percent. but he was able to bring such a youthful quality mm-hmm. to his voice i don't mean just like sounding like a kid yeah i mean like getting the sort of speech patterns yeah. of a kid 
down like right. the sort of but he also the... has like this emotional depth which is crazy exactly yeah, no yeah. exactly because that's because that exists in in children um, yeah. it's not just like the fucking nickelodeon cartoon baby voice right. by the same woman that does all the little kid voices on every cartoon you've ever seen yeah uh is that tara strong i don't remember tara I'm strong so sorry. is all over the place yeah, yeah she yeah, is all over the place but um no shameek moore is so good in that film and i cannot wait for uh spider-verse 2 whatever that brings us all i know is it's gonna give us another fantastic performance by moore and some more fantastic stories with Miles Morales, who and Miles yeah, has like a said, has a great current run going by uh, Saladin Ahmed, uh, that is mm-hmm. really 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 cool and worth checking out as well. Just fucking Miles is everywhere yeah. and so much cool shit. He's totally gonna Miles. have a really prominent role in the next game too, which I'm so excited for. Hell yeah! I can't wait till he's in live action shit. That's gonna be so exciting! Oh my god! Absolutely. Um, next up, I want to talk about super cool musician. More music. If you guys couldn't tell, I love music. Leon Bridges um, is so good. Uh, So he, he's, I think his first album, I think came out in 2016, I want to say. Let me pull up the names of these albums real quick because I don't want to lead people in the wrong directions. But his first album came out and it was this very like um, 50s inspired, I don't want to say doo-wop, but you listen to it and it's it's clear that he's influenced by the music of that era. Um, and his, Oh, his vocals. Oh shit. Are they mm, juicy? So goddamn smooth. His first mm-hmm. album from 2015 coming home was a, like the whole album. Every single track was in my rotation, my freshman year of college for several months. Um, and still to this day, I will throw a couple of those on very, very good. Followed that up in 2018 with his second album, uh, good thing. And that, and the vibe is totally different in this album. He switches it up to a sort of like hip hop, a little R and B sort of, yeah, like, right. he's got some more beats in there and everything. Um, the first album has like a lot of like, uh, brass and, and a lot of, uh, um, like I said, sort of doo-wop inspired background vocals. Cool. This, oh, damn, does it, oh, just, if, if coming home is like kind of like you driving around in your, in your, in your, your whatever, um, the top is down, it's a sunny day <laughs> in the, in the 50s or whatever the hell, it's got that sort of vibe. Good thing is like, ooh, well, maybe a little nightclub vibes. You're driving oh, around shit. at nighttime and you're, and, the, and you got the bass up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> everybody can't so see but griffin's doing a little shoulder dance it's like so oh, sexy. i just can't help it i just think about it uh again these tracks uh that whole summer it came i believe it came out around summertime um yeah may may 4th um 2018 so good that was a summer banger beyond oh my god the number of times i was driving home from wherever put the windows down, put on beyond get that humidity in your car. <sighs> Guys, yeah. you just have to experience it for yourself. Leon Bridges. He actually just put out a single with, um, John Mayer called inside friend. Um, yeah. that was from a couple of months ago. That's oh, very a great cool. track too. Cause I also love John Mayer. Awesome. Um, so please, please, please. He's, I, th- I think he's got a lot of versatility, uh, in, in the sort of tone that he wants to express, obviously demonstrated in these first two LPs, but also the dude's vocals are brilliant. 
every track every single time i'm like oh that's so good that's yeah so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and he's a great dude i love watching like interviews with him and stuff too he's got such Sick. a good vibe that's great ethan mm. yes i got two more two more comic writers uh and then i'm done okay. with my my uh my list of comic creators that i wanted to shout but uh real quick i've got brian hill uh i don't know if you know of him uh he is a really interesting dude he's done a lot of work in film he's a screenwriter as well as a uh, as well as a comics writer, um, and he's really cool on Twitter. If you go to his Twitter, he uh, is on there just answering everybody's questions about writing and uh, creativity. And awesome. uh, he's just yeah, he's just such a chill, like nice. Like I've listened to him on the Board Balloon podcast a couple times. He'll go on there and talk about what mm-hmm. he's working on. And my God, he just is the nicest, most knowledgeable, like. Just coolest guy. I, I really, really admire him. And recently, uh, he uh, did a short run. He did one arc on Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. where Because Detective Comics is kind of, for a while, before the most recent run with uh, Peter Tomasi, was kind of a team book. So it was it was very focused on the Bat family. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Brian Hill jumped on there for an arc and brought uh, Black Lightning into the mix in... in uh, and kind of had Batman bring in Black Lightning as kind of a mentor figure to the Bat family. Um, and uh, that was really cool and interesting. And I remember hearing him talk about it on Word Balloon. And I just thought it was a really cool take. And I thought his attachment to Black Lightning was really cool and interesting. Because um, I didn't really know about the character Black Lightning before. I hadn't seen the TV show or anything. Um, and so I really, really liked that. And then And it felt like it was leading somewhere, even though he was only on there for one arc and then right at the end of the arc he's like bam this arc is spinning into me having a batman and the outsiders series oh man Um, and uh yeah it is very cool and and that book is crazy and it's and it does cool stuff with rachel ghoul showing up on the scene and um it, it it's it's a very cool i don't know if you know uh the outsiders but that's a really cool mix of characters let me pull up a um a uh cover with all them on there because you got like you got like i said like i mentioned uh ray shagul uh you've got kind of that um that thematic uh grouping of characters you get your katana in there um let's see you got uh you got oh yeah so the team is that his team is made up of batman katana uh i believe her name right now is orphan uh and then you've got the signal and black lightning so it's just a really interesting team uh and uh and he's he's done really fun stuff with that so i really like his work and i recommend just just seeing him as a dude on twitter and everything um and then christopher priest christopher priest i like i think is like way smarter than i am like it's like i i often find his work to be (laughs) well that's not very hardy oh no oh no uh i i i find his work to often be kind of a tough nut to crack he really he does really interesting stuff with kind of jumping around in time through his narratives uh and sometimes i'm just like what the f-? like it's just like i'm lost but it's yeah. obviously good work and good writing and uh and he has a lot of different sides to him as well even just beyond that um he also had an interest a really really cool interesting run on power man and iron fist and recently his biggest thing that i really admired was his run on deathstroke 
Um, he had a long run on Deathstroke where, you know, I, I don't have a particular attachment to the character Deathstroke, but he did so many interesting things with it. Kind of led it up to this Deathstroke versus Batman like event and stuff. And it was just fucking cool and stylish and interesting. And I just love when a writer that I'm not super familiar with jumps onto a character that I'm not super familiar with and then just makes me interested in all of those things. Um, and he and, and he totally i believe he just goes by priest now i think he just gets credited as priest in the comics oh, credits dope. which is i know that's fucking cool <laughs> I, I i would love for uh, i'm I, like i would love for like you and me to just have one word names that we get credited as in the fucking supples yeah just just written by <laughs> supple that's it like just yeah that would be fucking cool um but no very cool dude very cool work um check those guys out absolutely you got another one um Ethan, next, I want to talk about something that we actually both have on our lists. It's another yep. movie, uh, and it's called uh, "Sorry to Bother You." And yeah, that's from <laughs> a we didn't even talk about ago. it, but we both had this on our list. <laughs> I know. Um, that's from. It's written and directed by Boots Riley, yes. who before that had made exactly zero films and uh, instead was crazy. involved in the music industry. Yeah, um, and the dude wanted to make a movie. So he Imagine bursting onto the you? film scene and you just your first movie you just write and direct sorry to bother you. God damn. <laughs> this movie I I I am pretty sure I'd seen the trailer for it and I was like that looks super cool, super interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, got a pretty limited release I think if I remember mm-hmm. right. At least it was difficult for me to find a screening where I lived, right. but I did. And I fucking loved it the, yeah. like first go around i was like this shit is wild i know <laughs> and i don't think i'll ever for some forget people, that movie for, exactly for some people it's it's off-putting um and and i think that makes them think they don't like it or maybe they just don't like it and that's fine um but for me i was like i just have never seen a movie do shit I know. like this I know. um because no especially spoilers was, but like the movie takes the hardest left turn i have oh ever my god. seen oh my god into the greatest sort of territory you know what i'm talking about with the scene in the bathroom like like exactly, all of yes. a sudden everything is like everything is different and you're just like oh my god and not to mention you have some incredible fucking performances in there oh, that yeah. are like really encapsulating and i think part of it of course is riley's direction um but also because you've got the likes of lakeith stanfield and tessa thompson oh he's one of my favorites fun- yeah, yeah he is so goddamn him and she is i fucking love tessa thompson dude you haven't I'm seen so atlanta happy. have you i haven't seen i've seen episodes of atlanta i have not seen he's all spectacular of atlanta. in atlanta he's so i've good. heard i've heard um but sorry to yeah. bother you. I, I just saw an immediately like probably one of my favorite movies of that year. If it wasn't my favorite, it's on. So in my room, I've got my little little four by four cube shelf thing. The top half has uh, some books in my Blu-ray player, uh, and the bottom half is all movies. And on the one side, I have the entire MCU, and on the other side, I've got just some classics that I love. And, uh, I mean, a lot of that is I've got Back to the Future and Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Harry Potter on there. But then I've got a, uh, I've got just enough room for, like, four or five non-franchise films, right? right? And right, in right, there right. is Sorry to Bother You because, oh, man, like, I saw it and I loved it immediately. It has stuck with me. Um, guys, I, we can't, we both, it's, uh, it, like Ethan said, we did not talk about our lists before we got on the show. <laughs> we both yeah. put it on there. Yeah. It is so goddamn good. 
And yeah. it's kind of funny because it's it's talking about a lot of stuff. And it's not very subtle. No, <laughs> like, no, not at, at all. all. Yeah. But it's also not like it's also not like the movie is just about uh capitalism or or you know the sort of um the c- class struggles and stuff and, and such but it but it is but also it's that but it's not what the movies <laughs> i can't i also I don't think though i also think that because you you see it in the trailer it, for anyone who hasn't seen it the white voice thing i think is oh, the yeah? funniest shit hilarious. in the world it's so fucking hilarious funny. Yeah. I also uh, I, saw, I was looking totally, into it. It's done in a totally different manner than how Black Klansman does that sort of thing. Yeah, well. right. It, that, that's yeah. like a bit in Black Klansman too. It's totally different in both movies and goddamn is it just the best in in both of them. David is. Cross is one of the oh white voices. Love David Cross. That's so funny. And uh Army Hammer's in the movie. He's fantastic. Mhm. Just so good and it's got like I think part of why some folks don't like it is its its structure is very sort of uh, <laughs> fluid and not very yeah. – <laughs> it's not very structured. It yeah. just sort of keeps moving along to whatever scene sort of tickles its fancy. Yeah. Um, there is a plot. It's not like it, – it, it's got a totally. pretty clear plot, but, um, but it just sort of just lingers or not. It just kind of moves around to the scene to scene, and each scene is – the movie is hilarious. The movie is upsetting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's – everything about it is fantastic can't believe it was that dude's first attempt at making a movie also follow him on twitter because he's great on twitter too so sorry yeah, to i was you. i was looking into can't it Booth riley it has a script deal to he's writing another film right now apparently so i'm really Hell excited yes. for that yeah yeah oh yeah i think i saw that tweet actually a little bit ago i saw that i didn't I see like, any details about it but yeah i'm psyched yeah whatever it is i'm down i'll give just a little tiny baby sort of plot synopsis i would say watch the trailer um and you'll you'll get it but uh, lakeith stanfield plays a character whose name is literally cassius green <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> fucking brilliant i love it yeah yeah uh and he works in a call center he 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 is like a um what the fuck is that word? like a telemarketer telemarketer thank you yeah, and yeah. um and of course that's awful <laughs> yeah right but, uh, <laughs> but you know he's got to make the best of it and danny glover's there and helps him hone the white voice yeah fuck you yeah. and it is genius i love it ethan you love it as well i also love check it, it out oh yeah what, what else you got uh i'll dip into music for one quick second uh i uh just obviously the uh a couple episodes ago i mentioned uh mags uh and and we had a musical interlude from him he is an Mm african-american artist and uh i love him we got a tweet who was that on twitter that was saying that they were enjoying his stuff chris Uh, his name's chris i believe yeah chris that was really exciting i'm so glad that somebody was going went off and enjoyed that griffin you said you were enjoying his stuff as well hell yeah Um, no try and demon have been in my uh, rotation ever since you brought him up yes they're so good um and i yeah definitely go check him out and then we were talking about uh i mentioned that i had some modern uh rap stuff uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of Kendrick Lamar? I don't know if anybody's ever heard of. Uh, he's like this. Yeah, he's an up and comer. Uh, he's new Damn. to the game. I don't think I have. <laughs> Damn. We, period. You, <laughs> we were t- <laughs> uh, we were talking about Black Panther, and and one of the things mm-hmm. that I I think is just mm-hmm. the best element of that movie 
uh, is Kendrick Lamar's soundtrack. And the fact that he got to, like, it was just handed to him and he just spearheaded that whole soundtrack blows me away. And I listen to that soundtrack, like, on the daily. Like, it's so fucking good. Um, like, uh, X on there, uh, or 10, uh, is the hypest shit I've ever heard in my life. And then, of course, All the Stars is yeah. just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Um, but Kendrick Lamar and, in general. And everybody knows the story of David. David and Goliath, but this is bigger than Trump. This is for the warrior. This is for you and I. This is for euphoria. Give me a peace of mind. God is recording this. Won't you look in the sky? Tell him that you got the behavior of your neighbor. Even when stability's never in your favor. Fly with the turbulence. Only last a minute. Land on your dreams and recognize you live it. Walk through the valley and peaks with bare feet. Run through the flames. There's more passion for me. A class testimony just so the world can see. Better wounds on me. You're watching me look them clean. I know, I know. My pride, my goals, my eyes, my lows. I know, I know, it's my control. I know I can prosper. No imposter. Prosecute my posture. I stand up and I stand by your way. Uh, well, okay, hold on. Let me... Hold on. <laughs> so, I, I I think Kendrick Lamar is, like, probably, like, the greatest rapper of, like, the modern era. And, and I, I, I... I... Yeah, Damn is incredible. A good kid. Uh, Mad City is, is fucking crazy and and awesome and i i i love fucking every track by that man and then yes of course it's it's wild to even think that he had he had a fucking rap track on the amazing spider-man 2 soundtrack uh and like i don't even think of that as kendrick lamar like it's crazy it it is very strange that it's him i know but he goes so hard in that track Uh, alicia keys kendrick lamar hans zimmer it's on again what i know that track is so good it's, it's so, so good, good and it's a weird it's a weird one too like going from alicia keys to him like is like very strange but it's it works it's really good um he's just fucking spitting dude he's like he's like spitting everybody knows that it's fucking crazy amazing spider-man yeah. too dude are you kidding me i know but, yeah <laughs> oh, the feeling man. of that at the closing credits was was crazy uh and, and really good it was having that track play over a sinister 60s was the wildest shit. oh i know i know <laughs> Uh, and then, and then related to that, I just want to say really quick that I think probably my favorite musician of all time, uh, is Donald Glover, AKA Childish mm. Gambino. Um, I, there's not much that has to be said about him at all. Uh, but it's crazy that not only is he one of, is he probably my favorite musician, but also he's one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite writers and one of my, because mm-hmm. the dude is a master of everything that he sets his mind to. Um, my favorite TV show of all time is Community, and he is one of the best so parts good. of Community. Um, he Atlanta is an incredible show. Every song the man does, everything he touches, uh, is incredible. And uh, he fucking wrote a uh, a pilot for Deadpool, uh, an animated series. Oh, that I don't if people yes. haven't read that, you oh. better go read it because it is. I forgot nuts. about that. That shit was so good. Yes. Oh yes. damn it! I'm so mad that that didn't happen. I know. Damn it! <laughs> and he he recently put out an album. Uh, just he puts everything out so strangely, like because he's such a mm-hmm. cool dude. And he fucking did this weird stealth drop thing of his new album. So good. That was titled after the date that it came out, and thus I don't right? remember. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and there are several tracks on there that I think are fucking phenomenal. Um, and uh, also for anybody that hasn't seen. And everybody has, but for anybody that hasn't seen the This Is America uh, music video, oh my God. Uh, if that's not fucking some relevant shit as well, uh, like prophetic, 
I, I, I think that that's probably my favorite music video as well. Like he just, uh, he's just one of the greatest like artists generally, um, of our times. And, uh, I, I, I'm so in awe of that man. Um, so yeah. Oh my God. I was sitting here thinking, I can't wait for him to be in the MCU. And then I remembered he is. And <laughs> wow, I really fucking hope they do more with him. I, if he plays, he's fucking Miles Morales' uncle. That's crazy. Jefferson, if he is the, prowler i will lose my fucking mind <laughs> yeah and i just want to state because people know but it's the coolest thing if anybody doesn't know there was a campaign to get him to play spider-man for a long time and mm-hmm. in community there's a scene where at the, it's the season two premiere he wakes up and gets out of bed and he's in spider-man pajamas because of that and then in spider-verse there's a scene in uncle aaron's apartment where you can see that shot on his tv um, because that was apparently largely the inspiration for Miles Morales. Um, so just what an incredible fucking, oh, ugh, just, so good. That's, and that's awesome. of course, um, we've got our own thoughts on the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, but Miles Morales appeared in that show and he's voiced, voiced by Donald Clever and it's the best. So yeah, it's so cool. Good. So no matter what you think about that show, he is That's fantastic the best thing about in the role, it. <laughs> and it's the yeah. best thing to have him voicing Miles. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. So goddamn good. Also, Griffin and I um, are massive fucking stands of Solo, a Star Wars story. I, yes, and if I he's not the best fucking young Lando possible, holy shit. <laughs> oh, that bit. Oh, first off, the whole Sabacc scene, fuck yes. But mm-hmm. goddamn it, when he walks, Han walks in, he's like, see, taken and... Oh, he just looks up. He's like, nobody's in the seat. It ain't taken, friend. Ah! Oh, fuck <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. And he's like, might want to buckle up. He's about to make the jump to light speed. Doing the Calrissian Chronicles when he's sitting there recording his little video diary while shit's going down. Absolutely. I love that movie. I love Don Glover as Lando. Give him a fucking Disney Plus series already. I agree. Hey, guys. Just a quick interjection here from Griffin from the future or the past. I don't know how time works. It's an illusion. I just want to interject here and talk about, real quick, Bradford Young, who is actually the cinematographer on Solo. He is a fantastic, fantastic uh, black cinematographer. He's also worked on movies like Selma and Arrival and Solo. While I think a lot of people had complaints about how it might have looked in theaters, I think that was a big issue with like projection and screen quality and such. When you watch that shit on 4K, oh my god! Is that not one of the most beautiful movies you've ever seen? And definitely one of the most beautiful, if not the prettiest looking Star Wars movie there is. Man absolutely killed it. His use of natural light in that movie is insane. Love the look of that film. Fantastic work. Bradford Young. Get him to shoot more movies. Every movie, maybe. I don't know. That's it. Back to the show. I want more of that fucking solo sequel series. I want more Alden Ehrenreich. Just, I want it all. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be doing a solo episode soon. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. No. For um um talking just a little bit more about Gambino, of course. So it's really interesting because his his uh, past couple albums obviously are very different from his first couple of oh, albums. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Awaken my love, start to finish, is a masterpiece. I, I have that I, for some I have folks, the record here on the divisive. shelf right next to me. Oh, so good. Also, the album art is. I, mm-hmm. I feel like iconic it's just seared into my brain um no that um uh that album is great and i know some people pr- like prefer his earlier stuff and don't like the new stuff or whatever whatever you think that's fine but man have i been just 
vibe into that album for the past four years that it's been yeah out. Every, i really like, like it his never early goes rap away. stuff i really like his early rap stuff my favorite rap song of his is probably sweatpants from because mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. um but but so i good. think that he, i think that as he evolves he's just getting better like i think his new stuff is his best stuff uh, like he just keeps Hell getting yeah. better and better yeah the um the track on 315 which i remember when i i was um I was awake when uh, it came out or, you know, whatever, midnight hit. And I, yeah, right. of course, I was still up. This is in the middle of quarantine. Um, and I just popped onto Spotify and just saw it there. I was like, no shit. And uh, I just laid there, listened to the album, just laid in my bed, listened to it. It's yeah. so good. The track on there that's titled 4226, which he had previously released in the summer pack a couple of years ago, feels yes. like summer. That song <laughs> is when we talk about summer vibes that song is summer vibes like almost immediately that's why i think that track is so good because as soon as that little piano keyboard whatever kicks in you're immediately like yep and done that song is so goddamn good i do go out on your porch put that on the speaker brilliant so he he uh he made a uh a film that was directed by uh, Hiro Mirai, who is the director of many, many episodes of Atlanta and directed the This Is America uh, music video. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're constant collaborators, and they put together a little film that showed at his music festival thing that he was doing and then got a release on video on demand. Uh, and I it's, didn't know this. Yeah, it's really, really worth checking out, and it's Donald Glover and Rihanna are the two main actors in it, and it's oh, and it's and it's called Guava Island, um, and uh, you can find it on Amazon and shit now, and it it is kind of a musical. It features a few of his songs in it mm-hmm. um, that he like performs in the in the movie, um, so and uh, this is where it leads to me having a little beef with Mr. Donald Glover. Uh, oh no! So, so he performed a song on saturday night live one of the times that he was the musical act on there and it is i guess it's called saturday uh mm-hmm. and if anybody looks up saturday childish gambino it's one of my favorite songs by him it's it's absolutely incredible and he's never released it he performed it on saturday night live and then he performed it on stage in guava island and i it is the best fucking song and it has never had an official <laughs> release. So the only times I get to listen to it are on YouTube, which are, and it's it's this SNL version where there's like cheering, or the Guava Island version where there's like movie stuff happening during the song. Uh, and I, God damn it, if that isn't the best song, and I want an official version. So I want it to play at my wedding. Give me a clean version, Donald Glover. <laughs> uh, I That's love awesome. it so much. Yeah. Very very cool. Of course. Don Glover, brilliant. We didn't need to suggest Don Glover to you, but of course we did, because he's the fucking best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, talking about shit we like, not shit you've never heard of. But maybe yeah. some of it you haven't heard of. <laughs> uh, you ready to move on, or you have more to say? Oh, no, you go right ahead. All right, next, I want to talk about... Um, Ethan, you know I love tech YouTubers. Um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think... One, not only am I just interested in, in uh, technology in general, mm-hmm. um, but I also think that something about it, I think uh, for me and maybe for both of us, I think we've talked about it, something about tech YouTubers is so calming and stress relieving. Oh, yeah. Something about it, totally. I 
fucking love because a lot of them have such great personalities and just seem so goddamn educated and mm-hmm. i always know that because they also do a really good job of like hey what's just... up you guys today i received in the mail the galaxy <laughs> note yes. 30 i'm here to unbox and review for you let's get started <laughs> i got i got two tech reviewers on youtube that i fucking love and one i think you've probably definitely heard of and one maybe you haven't um the first of course is mkbhd aka marquez brownlee um i i don't know how old he is but he's young and just has just you look at him you're like this man has his shit together oh yeah has had his shit together because he's been doing tech stuff on youtube for years and i love seeing the growth that his channel has gone through because he used to just do these little shitty ass webcam reviews like in his house when he was however baby years old and uh, he's reviewing little iphones and nokias and whatever just adorable and now his production value is just like exploded and it is incredible and he is like the most consistent you know you're when you're watching mkbhd you know you're just you're getting the fucking facts you know he knows what he's talking about and he's just he just seems like the nicest man also and i would love to just sit down have a coffee with him pick his brain about some stuff and talk some tech and he's fantastic i love when he does um usually towards the end of the year he does a like a bracket for the best smartphone camera uh, like a blind bracket and you can like the dude puts so much time and effort into his stuff and it shows it's everything about it i think the a great word to use for it's just clean like right beautiful beautiful videos and he's not fucking around you start to finish in that video runtime you're getting the necessary information you're getting his thoughts and by the end you've got a not only a good idea uh of of whatever he's talking about the specs or whatever on whatever he's talking about but you also know um his thoughts and you know mkbhd you know marquez knows what he's talking about so good um the other is a man by the name of flossy carter aka floss and (laughs) his style is totally fucking different his style is just camera pointed at the table traditional sort of unboxing style uh and he's just like he Every episode opens up. He's like, what's up, guys? It's Floss. Let's just get into this shit. And he's like, here it is. Here it is. He's got like a script. He says like the same sort of things every single time. He's like, what's up? Got the AirPods Pro. Picked these up from Apple for 200 bucks. Going to put a description, uh, put a link up in the description. All right, here we go. And he's got his cat. Her name is White Shoes. Sometimes White Shoes is in the building. Oh, I love it. And you don't, you don't, unlike MKBHD and uh, a lot of other tech reviewers, at least I, I still haven't come across a video where I've seen Flossie's face. All right. But but he is somehow extremely, extremely expressive with his voice and his hands. Right. And I love it. And that's going to be a totally different, like, you go to MKB, uh, MKBHD, you're going to get the facts. You're going to get right. some really, really solid stuff. Floss doesn't give a fuck, man. He will tell you what he <laughs> what you think what he thinks. And then I'm not saying that Marquez doesn't. I think Marquez gives his very very honest thoughts. Um, but something about Floss feels a bit more. Uh, I want to say like grassroots. Maybe the dude is the fucking best. And I have gotten hours and hours of free entertainment from those guys. And of course, we know as folks that are making stuff 
for free uh that it's it's hard and it takes a lot of work um and and for folks to be able to access it so easily uh is is a a true gift and i've got to thank all my youtube uh folks in particular this week mkbhd floss flossy carter so good white shoes i love my white shoes um please 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 Check them out. Give them a like. Watch one of their videos. Uh, just see, if, especially if you're into tech at all, those two dudes are going to give you a nice, really all-encompassing sort of view. You'll get two really different vibes, um, but you'll still get all the information and a shit ton of free entertainment. Absolutely. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I've pretty much reached uh, the end of my list of everything that I've written down. Do you have any more that you want to boost? I do have one more. It's possibly... Uh, I have one where it's possibly my favorite one that I've got. Oh, wow. Uh, last year, I read a book called... I read a book, Ethan. Oh. A real-life book. Not a comic book. No pictures. Oh, wow. Actually, there are pictures in this book, but it's not a comic book. Um, it's a book called Hope on a Tightrope, and it is written by the genius, the modern... I don't even know what to, uh, what to call him. Cornell West, um, but the man is prophetic and profound, and everything that comes out of that dude's mouth makes me <laughs> rethink how I am seeing the world and history and myself and others. And um, the book Hope on a Tightrope is uh, Words and Wisdom, Cornell West. Listen, I cracked open this book. Uh, to try and find a couple of um, of because it's it's broken down really really nicely, Ethan. Ethan, if you'd pay attention to the fucking Skype video, you would see I'm trying to show you. It's a nice little compact book, <laughs> and uh, it's separated like you see these little spaces here. It's yeah, basically right. just separated. It's still in chapters, but each chapter is broken down into all these little just little tiny baby chunks. Of just every single little chunk is pure wisdom. Every single little paragraph makes me stop. And I think that's part of why he's doing this is he's got so many little breaks in between this stuff. Because he's talking about some heavy and important things that you can't just kind of breeze through or you'll miss it. And so he's got these breaks in here to really separate all of his ideas so then you can read it. You can consider it and you can take a moment to stop and think about it yeah. and th- think about how, what it makes you consider and what are your own thoughts on the subject. Um, mm-hmm. And let me tell you this stuff, if you are, let's say maybe you're someone that is unsure about how you feel about everything going on right now. Um, understandable. It's in- like we said, it's un- it's intense. Um, and there's a lot of people screaming uh, on both sides. And I think that this book does a really, really good job of outlining why you should care, how you can, how you can even uh, begin to consider the scale of what we're talking about, and how we can go about trying to fix it and become a better species and live on a better, more loving planet. Um, each chapter, he's got one, uh, State of Emergency, Courage, identity and race uh, faith family leadership love and service social justice freedom wisdom if that doesn't like 
every single every single chapter is chock full of stuff. I think I'm going to be opening this episode. I haven't recorded the intro for this episode yet. I think I'm going to be opening it with a uh, with a piece from it. But cool. if I didn't, here is one of the ones that I really loved. I was trying to find just one that I loved, and I kept ear, uh, <laughs> dog-earing page after page after page because, goodness gracious, this man has so much good shit to say. Here it is right here. Um, when ordinary people wake up, elites begin to tremble in their boots. They can't get away with their abuse. They can't get away with their subjugation. They can't get away with exploitation. They can't get away with domination. It takes courage for folks to stand up. Oh, and nice. that's it. And that's, that is the little chunk. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a handful of sentences. And yet he somehow captured... All, a whole chunk of this movement uh, yeah. and what it's all about in a single paragraph, not even a paragraph, depending on your English teacher. And uh-huh. uh, I, I just thought that was, it was fantastic because of course yeah. there, are, there are a lot of parts of this that are scary. And there's a lot of parts of this that in uh, a way that is less obvious than the, the fear part of it are really really awesome of course because you have people standing up for yeah. themselves and to the people they love and what they believe in and each other and they're standing up to an insurmountable evil a, an unstoppable a seemingly unstoppable force a yeah. mountain of a conflict and yet here are hundreds of thousands of millions of people across the world saying we all we got we can't stand for this yeah because it's scary and it's scary and upsetting and sad and intense and above mm -hmm. all necessary i agree so hope on a tightrope i really cannot recommend it enough follow cornell west on twitter he's a genius um order it from uh, wherever you can try and order it from a place where um Cornell's going to get some sort of kickback, you know, if you can get it from his store instead of Amazon, that's better, obviously, but above all, I would love for you folks to read it, um, so in whatever way that is, maybe hit up that Barnes & Noble we mentioned earlier, stuff's opening up again, that would be cool, um, it is a breeze of a read, uh, you can be, like I said, you can sit down and say, I'm going to read, you know, I'm going to read five little nuggets of, of knowledge, of wisdom from Cornell West real quick, you sit down, you read five little chunks and you move on with the rest of your day and you got and you have enough stuff to think about for the entirety of your afternoon at least absolutely and that is the sign of some really good writing um what else what else well that's it for the stuff that me and ethan have to recommend you folks but we actually put out a tweet earlier this week asking some of you guys the listeners the supple folks um, yeah, and I'd love are for some, some other people to boost stuff because when when we talk about all this, I just hope to God the people uh, like you know enjoy hearing uh, the names and and the works of some people that they can go and mm -hmm. enjoy and support, uh, and mm -hmm. and that you and I just don't sound too get outy, you know? Like I, 
I, I yes. always think of the fucking thing when the guy in Get Out is like, I would have voted for Obama twice if I could. And I, I, saw, and, I and I just I hope saw, that I don't. I hope that I don't sound like I would have bought Ta-Nehisi Coates' book twice if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a fantastic meme earlier this week that was a screen cap of that scene. Um, but they replaced it with the subtitle of "I would have posted two black squares if I could." Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Yeah. No, it's that like is so genuinely, funny. genuinely. These are just some of our like favorite shit, and I and I hope exactly. that everybody else can see how great uh, these artists exactly. are and their art is. Yeah. And I also think it's worth pointing out that you know we didn't just decide to talk about it because it's like oh well. We're only going to talk about the black artists on the Black Lives Matter episode of it. No, we, I mean, like you said, we had mugs, mugs, mags. <laughs> I have a friend named Mog. Hey, Mog, hope you're doing good. Uh, oh, yeah. We had mags a couple episodes ago, James Brown. Um, this is like, listen, we're in our fourth episode. We're trying to get to all the shit that we love. And here we have our longest episode yet because clearly... We got a lot of shit that we love from some really, really, really talented Turns black artists. So and I'm glad that we could we get to it so artists, early yeah. on. And I would love to dive deeper into a lot of the stuff uh, on future episodes. So, Supple folks, if you go, which I really hope you do, go check out a whole bunch of this stuff that we've recommended. Um, let us know which ones you uh, you guys love the most. Which ones would you guys love to hear full episodes on? Because every single thing we have talked about on this show, I would do a full fucking episode on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Let us know your thoughts, uh, and and we'll get to it um, after Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let me come on over. This fucker is making me watch Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Listen, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm going to love it. Maybe. Maybe I'm going to love maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, we put out a tweet earlier in the week, and now I'm just going to go ahead and uh, check out what some of you guys posted. We already mentioned Liam Huberty. Mentioned Olivia Copiel. Um, he also uh, brought up uh, Anderson Pack and mm-hmm. Tyler the Creator. Two, he says two of my favorite artists of all time. Both of their most recent projects are bangers. And absolutely, um, hell yeah! Our good friend and mentor and comics dad Ryan Stegman, I know, is a huge fan of Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I mean, who fucking isn't? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dude there's is some, great. There's some, and, there's some great collaboration between him and Gambino. Uh, really good. Both oh, guys course. get together and it's fucking fire. Yeah. And he is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. That um, that uh, it was it was part of something bigger. I don't remember what, but the thing that ended up becoming a very popular vine of him mm-hmm. saying, "So what? You're just gonna show up to my birthday party with a birthday gift for me and my birthday?" <laughs> Whatever. He's <laughs> wearing like the wig. It's so yeah. goddamn good. Future or past. Um, temporal paradox griffin i'm back just to let you know that that is actually from loiter squad a tv show from adult swim that tyler the creator is on it's so good check it out (laughs) um and because we we asked for uh what are some uh, black r's that you want to rep but also what are some uh fundraisers and such that you think are worth noting and liam says in addition here's a thread of resources a friend sent me for donating and signing petitions to support blm black lives matter um, so if you go ahead and go on our Twitter and you go to these comments, you can find them. Um, the Twitter handle with the thread is at 150bison, and they've got a whole bunch of links to resources that you can check out. Um, mm-hmm. So please, please do that. Um, next up is our good friend Nigel, a.k.a. Nain Wooten. He says, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Jackie Wilson, Arthur Lee, Smokey Robinson, and Sam Cook." 
some of my favorite musicians of all time. Uh, he even includes a picture he took of Chuck Berry at one of his first concerts ever. And Chuck yeah. is jamming the fuck out. That's I awesome. love it. He's got his cool little sailor hat on. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, he says, I approached the stage to get a good picture. He walked right up to where I was and went went into a solo. Felt like he was playing Ugh. just for me. The world... Uh, the word awesome gets thrown a lot around a lot, but I was in awe. I can only imagine Chuck Berry is a legend. Um, and uh, you mentioned Sam Cooke there. Hmm. Maybe we'll talk about Sam in just a minute here. Maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> very, very cool. Thank you, Nigel. And then we were already talking about Gemma came in here with so many folks that she loves. And oh, I fucking love it because yeah. we know Gemma um, is a really big fan of animation. And that, of course, means voice actors. Mm-hmm. And so she included two of her favorite black voice actors, uh, Cree Summer. Uh, she's been in countless projects, but I think my favorite is number five from mm-hmm. Codenamed Kids Next Door. Ethan, Codenamed Kids Next Door, one of the pivotal pieces of my childhood. Can you relate? Yeah, I liked it a lot, uh, but I more so remember the Flash games that were on Cartoon Network's website for Codename Kids Next Door. I'm oh, hell sure yeah. Those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're talking about um, animated shows that we love, can I get a static shock in the chat? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so good. And then uh, she also brings up Phil Lamar, an equally prominent voice actor, and I think his uh, my favorite character from him is Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a static yeah fuck yeah uh and then of course we already talked about how she shouted out uh shameek moore mm-hmm. um she says y'all i'm embarrassed that i forgot to listen to one of my other faves keith david i know you've probably Ooh. recorded already but I, no we haven't we haven't it made it into the episode Gemma. keith david fuck yeah two favorites from him are as admiral david anderson in mass effect and as the arbiter in halo so yeah, I brought up, uh, I haven't I brought up played... Community earlier. He's in season five of Community, and he's so good. That's in so it. dope. And he's also That's in so the Nice Guys, and he's so fucking funny in that. He's fantastic. Oh, my God, he is. Yeah. I totally... Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't even he's put that so together, good. dude. Uh-huh. The Nice Guys is a phenomenal film. It is. It um, is. So I did not play Mass Effect. I mm-hmm. see that you commented here. Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. That's dope. But I did play the fuck out of Halo and the Arbiter. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, so good. Um, uh, for those curious uh, Gemma Lister top five, Mass Effect Trilogy, the Ezio Trilogy, Assassin's Creed, Ace Attorney Trilogy, Arkham, and Halo Trilogy. Those are all good um, things. Those are all good things. We should talk about video games sometime. I have not played too many, <laughs> but I have played <laughs> I have played Halo, uh, and I agree, Halo Trilogy, but also Halo Reach. Oh, man. Um, and I even love myself a little Halo 4, too. So anyway, that's uh, that's some of the stuff that we got recommended on Twitter. So on top of all, all the stuff that we just told you guys, check out some of the stuff that the Supple folks handed over as well. Now, our good buddy Nigel mentioned Sam Cooke just a second ago. And I think, I think we're going to have Sam bring us into the second half of the episode here with our musical interlude for the week. So please, the man who invented soul, take it away. Since 
beat me to it but Sam Cooke uh, is probably one of my favorite if not my favorite musician of all time at least my favorite singer I love that man's voice so much something about it oh it's so like every single time I listen to it I just I don't know I want to cry but like tears of just joy oh, something about it uh, James Gunn said it best in Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 of course, through the mouth of Peter Quill, Sam Cooke, one of the best musicians of all time. Of course, Bring It On Home To Me is on Awesome Mix Volume 2. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that song is probably my favorite song of all time. My roommate, Oli, uh, will tell you I played the I just play the fuck out of it because I just good. love it. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. love it. Of course, it's got like a really nice melody, and of course, it's very pleasing to my monkey brain. But mm-hmm. Sam sounds like he is just singing to the heavens, singing his yeah, heart out on that track. And mm-hmm. man, oh man, do I love it. This week's musical interlude, though, of course, is actually his song, A Change Is Gonna Come, which was originally released in 1963. Uh, sadly, that is a year after... Sam Cooke passed away. Of course, that whole song is about the change that uh, Sam and the black community was hoping, praying was going to come uh, at that time. And um, hey, uh, we we got there a little bit. But of course, as we know today, uh, not enough, unfortunately. Um, and so it's upsetting that the song is just as important and uh, relevant as it was 60 years ago. Yeah. However, it doesn't change the fact that it is, and I think it's uh, worth listening to, and um, I think still represents a, a, that hope that all of us need to hold on to and carry with us throughout this entire thing, and to not forget that as long as we keep pushing, as long as we keep loving, that change is going to come. Because that's uh, how it has to work. I don't think we need to... We can't settle for anything less. And that, I think, is a great point to where we can talk about just a couple of our supple boys' antics, Ethan. What do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. We have some antics. We do have some antics for some of our regular listeners. Uh, if folks that came over for this episode specifically, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you keep listening. Um, this past week, Ethan... We put out uh, my cut of the Amazing Spider-Man films. The Amazing Spider-Man, the supple cut. We put that out. A whole bunch of you guys, way more than I was expecting, 
asked for a link to that. I was so, so happy to deliver it to you guys because, oh my god, me and Ethan didn't think we were going to show these to anybody. I know. My, <laughs> except my, my each cut other. of Spider-Man 3 was also supposed to come out this week, and then my render was, was? fucked because my laptop's a piece oh, of man, shit. Oh man, we almost... We almost botched it, both of us. I was like, yeah, it's going to be ready at midnight. Let's do it. And then I was like, no, it's not. My computer has two megabytes of space, apparently. Yeah, my fucking Um, cut was rendering overnight. It fucking took the whole night. And then I check it, and mm -hmm. every single fucking cut is just ruined. (laughs) I'm like, oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Upsetting. Um, But uh, eventually it's going to come out. And um, you guys had so many nice... I I just checked the email earlier today. You guys had... uh, a whole bunch of nice things to say about it. I'm going to get back nice. to you guys on that. But just in general, thank you so much for taking the three and a half hours <laughs> to watch it. Um, if you guys were 15 fans, gigabytes. I'm so sorry. iMovie cannot compress for shit for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope uh, for, for some of our... Because, of course, Ethan and I are web stands. And for some of our web... Um, for those that are on the fence about being a web stan. I hope that this uh, this cut um, brought to light all the really, really awesome things that those two movies have to offer. Um, I had just a couple of things I want to say about it. Uh, mostly, I want to mention a couple of the really great things from those movies that I still had to cut out regardless, just because I felt they didn't work with the flow of the movie. The first of which being that bit at the end of ASM1 where Flash is in the halls and uh, he kind of gives Peter like, a nice little bro hug or whatever. And Peter's like, it's a cool shirt. <laughs> Flash is like, yeah. Yeah, dude's crazy, but chicks dig him. I love, I put that deleted scene with Flash at graduation back in because I was like, yeah, yeah, Peter and Flash being kind of buddies. So good. Yeah, I love yeah. that shit in the comics. I'm glad we could get <laughs> that in there. Um, the final swing from that movie too. That's fucking dope and it looks beautiful and uh, had to cut it because we had to go right into the awesome swing at the beginning of ASM 2. Um, in ASM, speaking of ASM 2, a couple of things that I loved that I uh, took out were... Uh, Dane DeHaan's line in that fucking boardroom scene after his dad dies. I took out the boardroom scene because it was a boring boardroom scene. <laughs> but there is a wonderful moment where um, uh, Colm Four, a.k.a. not Adrian Toomes in that movie, is talking to Harry about some shit. And he calls him Harry. And it's Dane DeHaan's Mr. Like, it's Mr. Osborne. We're, We're not, not friends. friends. <laughs> so good. <laughs> And of course, uh, of course, probably the biggest thing that I hate that got cut out because the whole parent subplot is gone, which means the scene with Sally Field's Aunt May, uh, the "You're My Boy" that's a loss. scene, that's a big loss. It is a really big loss because Andrew and Sally Field are just killing it in that scene, yeah. and it is a yeah. wonderful, wonderful moment between Peter and Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Um, that bit where she's just like, you know, we keep secrets from each other. Mm, I know that you're mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Peter. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, and I think just in general, uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm really glad that you guys uh, liked it. Oh, and also the movie, uh, oh, the movies are just much better if you uh, pretend that either one they're in college and not high school because Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are not 17, or <laughs> you just lie to yourself and think Andrew and Emma are 17 years old. Um, and that's it. Stay tuned for Ethan's uh, Spider-Man 3 cut. It's going to be super awesome. 
uh, what else do we have coming up this week? That's a great question. Uh, we'll have another episode of Advocates Book Club coming out on Monday, correct? Mm-hmm. We're putting an mm-hmm. episode out still. Mm-hmm. Dope. What are we talking about? And what episode is is this? Because now that we've we haven't recorded, I don't know what's We're talking coming about. This deceased week. and the Green Lantern. No, 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 not the Green Lantern. Deceased nope. and uh, 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 Killer, uh, be, Killer killed. be Killed. Heck yeah! Uh, so be sure to, if you haven't already, subscribe to that show so you don't miss an episode. And of course, Stegman and his amazing friends. We took the week off, like we said at the beginning of the episode, but uh, we will be back this upcoming week. Uh, let me get the date for you guys for our big. Bad Kids Creative Sessions finale. Ryan's going to have a super dope piece with the whole team. And uh, we'll talk about what the future of this whole story holds. Um, that's going to be on Thursday the 11th on Ryan's YouTube. That's Stegman and Friends. YouTube.com slash Stegman R. Uh, live stream should be at 8 p.m. EST on Thursday the 11th. And man, oh man, can we not wait. And with that, I think that's it. And I'll and now I'll say the things that I say at the end of every episode. Uh, unless Ethan, do you have any final words? Nope. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is almost two hours. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's because uh, we had a lot of really awesome stuff that we really wanted to talk about, and we'll continue to talk about um, in future installments. But for now, please just check out all that awesome stuff. Support those artists because. Black lives matter. Black artists matter. Oh yeah, get out there, yeah. check it all out. Absolutely, stay safe, everybody. Um, and also, real quick, Happy Pride Month. Uh, we, happy we Pride just, Month. Yeah, we were just talking <laughs> about it, and uh, I think later this month we're gonna do a similar episode to this, but about like LGBT creators that we, uh, that we admire. Uh, and uh, I've got a lot of comics uh, LGBT Heck creators yeah. that I want to boost. So yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. That's super sick. Happy Pride Month. Cannot wait for that, Ethan. Um, hey, guys, if you like this episode, please, please, please give us a, a subscribe on whatever way that is. You can follow us on Apple or Google Podcasts. We will be on Spotify next week. That's exciting. You can also just find all of our episodes at suppleboys.com. Follow us on Twitter at suppleboys. Uh, send us an email, suppleboys at gmail.com. All that usual stuff. Uh, but, of course, to leave it off, just want to say, like we said at the top of the episode, if you are protesting, uh, be safe. Remember to love each other, to listen to each other, and like what you like. And Absolutely. hey, I think our whole like what you like thing is all about acceptance. And it applies inclusion. to everything. <laughs> it applies to everything. Like what you like, and don't be a dick. This is Suffle Boys. I'm Griffin. That's Ethan. Stay safe. Love you all. Mm, goodbye. See you later.